Hello, and welcome to another wonderful word-filled episode of Contemporary Hawaiian Poetess. I am your hostess, Corey Lovejoy, coming at you in the darkness of the Lanai City night. Ooh, it's the first time I'm podcasting this late at night, and it's kind of fun. I feel like I'm talking really loud. Today, we'll be talking about the Justice card. And before I go into my whole spiel, I want to give a trigger warning for anyone who might be triggered about me questioning the justice system uh, as a way to explore new pathways of thinking. Um, If you have had a wrongdoing done against you and you have not gotten justice against it, uh, for it, in your definition of whatever justice is, you may not want to listen to this. So, trigger warning. Uh, first trigger warning I ever had to give, but I feel like it's necessary because I want to talk about some things regarding justice that may be seen as unpopular, but I think it's okay to question things and explore them a little bit more. If that's not for you, turn me off and listen to something else that you like. Alright, so obviously we're talking about the Justice card. Um, If you would like to see the picture that I've paired with the poem I chose to go with the Tarot card of Justice, please visit my Instagram page, Contemporary Hawaiian Poetess. For a photograph and the actual words of the poem for some fun wordplay. Um, the songs that I mentioned in this episode can be found on the Apple Music playlist by the same name as the podcast. A really fun way to interact with the songs and my poetry is to have the playlist open and the songs queued up and then you can play the song before or after the poem, or if there's two, one before and one after. What? That sounds pretty amazing. I probably have a Patreon. I'm not 100% sure, as this podcast is coming out in December, and I'm recording it in at the end of June. Uh, I want to say with 100% certainty, I probably have one. Check out my Instagram for more. If that interests you, on the Wednesdays in which there is no Friday podcast, I do a little ditty called Word Wednesday. Um, Exciting for you, I'm going to be reading, or I did read last Wednesday, a something Christmassy, so you have all month to listen to it. And then the one coming out next week is going to be an excerpt from Gone with the Wind. What a Christmas treat. And I'm also going to do a special little Word Wednesday on Christmas Day. I don't know what it is yet, but I don't think it will be Christmassy. You got that one at the beginning of December. Also, if you thought I was super sassy at the beginning of last episode, you're right, I was. I just listened to the last episode and I was like, maybe tone it down a bit, sassy pants. But if you like that, that's cool. And I guess I am a little bit sassy sometimes. All right. So as I as I aforementioned, 
I just really wanted to say aforementioned because it sounds cool. This episode is about the Justice card from the tarot. I am recording this on June 29th, 2021, and it is slated to come out on December 10th, 2021. Guess what? It's my mom's birthday. So shout out to my mom and happy birthday. I highly doubt she listens to this show, but shout out to her anyway. I hope she has an amazing day. All right. So the justice card, it's definitely one of the cards that I looked at in the tarot when I first started playing around with it and was like, what the fuck does this mean? It seems pretty self-explanatory. But if you've been listening to the podcast this far, kudos to you and thank you very much. You know that when I say that, I it's generally because I have more to learn about the card, which is what I learned from doing the Hermit and the Wheel of Fortune. So putting this within the same vein of I have more to learn, I took a deep dive into the Justice card and pulled out all of the cards from the tarot decks that I have so I could see them. And it didn't really, I mean, I guess it did in some way help me make sense of it more, but maybe not really. But who knows, by the end of this podcast, it could make a lot of sense. So before we get any further, last episode I said that this episode was gonna be the end of season one. Well, I was wrong. We're going to have one more episode at the end of January on Christmas Eve, and that will officially be the last episode of season one, and we will start season two on January 1st, 2022 with the death card. Can you think of a better way to start the year? I sure can't. So I just wanted to give you an FYI on that so you know you have two more episodes coming out for season one um and I like that it's gonna end with the hangman because I really like that card and I feel like it's is a good storyline for the next thing that happened after the justice card I did however pick out a shuffle mancy song for the justice card from my music playlist because I think it's super fun. So the song the Oracle gave us for the Justice card, the Oracle of my Apple Music playlist gave us Anti-Pioneer by Feist. So go ahead and listen to that whenever you want, if you want to. Um, I like that I picked that song because I feel like it kind of goes along with the vibe of I Decide, which is kind of like if I were to distill everything I learned about the Justice card, I would probably distill it to those two words. And I also feel like the Justice card is an outcome of spinning the wheel. Or they use this terminology in Hellier. I'm not too like jazzed about it, but I feel like it really describes what I'm trying to say. Spinning the wheel of when you spill the wheel of fortune, justice is a symptom of spinning the wheel of fortune. It kind of makes me feel like you're gonna catch a cold, but 
I just feel like it really fits what the distillation of what I learned about the justice card is. Um, I am going to read my poem and then we'll come back and talk more. Um, the song that I chose to go with this poem, this is actually really fun because I listened to this song on repeat while I wrote this poem. The song is Mr. Jones by Counting Crows. Yes, the 90s. I was a teenager. This was cool. Um, and the poem, I wrote it in May of 2019. Um, so have a listen to my poem. And we'll come back and talk some more after. This is Corey Lovejoy, and this is my poem, Olena, Basic and Extra. It's the tension from all sides that keeps the balance. Graphite on composition paper makes symbols. Find me beaten, cross the wide sky by bird's wing. While I'm feeling so indifferent, so uncentered, smoke stuck in my hair. Is discomfort what keeps me center most? One foot on the tightrope, one in the air. Is that what my equidistance looks like? There's no one to show me. I flip through myself to find the one. Finding no one. We tell stories like this, with each other's words, by laughing off the uncomfortable, talking through dimensions. I've missed you completely. I tried. I just couldn't find that self today. We all tell stories like that, in disappointment, in the things we have in front of us, the things that are already ours, but we still want. I'm hungry. Not for food. I'm hungry and the line aches. Golden dream woven fate. My friends are sweet fiery dreams. I pulled them from the ether. I grew them from the old ones I didn't want. My friends are strange. They dye scraps of fabric on the side of the road with root vegetable. Hitchhikers of the new millennium boiling pot balanced on chain if we can find the path we'll know we can be sweet too we can paint ourselves ablaze into the picture my friends tell stories like this by pulling one ton net and rope from the sea when they bring it ashore in that sweet spot where the ocean meets the land vow I see it as all our problems, our issues, our baggage, the less desirable, what I am learning to love and what I am learning to love you and me for. All our shit bare, laid tangled at our feet. Can I tell you, our shit, what makes us broken, is as lovely as it is hideous. Thousand strand rope, Monkey ball, toy bowl, dark crabs exhale on frayed brain matter. It's easier to move if you're already in motion. Go forward to go up. Create momentum when our feet hit sand, we become immobile. We cannot bring the mountain to Muhammad, or maybe they can, but I cannot because I am esoteric. 
at least I fancy myself to be in my ways because I am the one everyone goes through I sit and watch their futile endeavor I know it won't budge so I watch some kind of expression on my face is there a place for someone like me today I come to help after some time because I feel like a dick. The relentless wind hammers on my ears. I know I can't do a damn thing, but they try, I try. Yellow coral, green net, broken arms, she looks inside, tells the time with the shadow of your body. I see you feeling yourself, and I wish I could be as brazen as you. You're so heavy, too. Your love, I felt the heft of it this time, got a taste of what it's like to be loved by burning sun. He's so ten ton. We'll throw you back to sea. Still can. Miniature shells and fish spine lined up on coconut frond, an offering for whatever spirits remain. Parrotfish head smells like life fleeting. I am repulsed. I am enlivened. She'll find the coconut in the sand in the, in the pointillistic aftermath of our love for plastic. We tell stories like that. By sharing what is hard, by walking off, unseen tea leaf offerings, Hokunuri turn to rock, witness what the ancestors left. I want to melt into the hot sand the giant's hand threw. I want to know all the secrets. I want a kite made of leaf, not for fishing, for remembering, for the act of fucking feeling. I tell stories on repeat by wishing we could all stand in our power, by wanting to sing Mr. Jones too, and still not knowing what's for me, by wanting to no longer feel awkward where I am safe and feel safe where I am wanted. I am gray in every painting. I am a constant young man by the sea. I am the first and last person to drink from the eight to 10 person coconut water because I am those people now, the ones I laughed at before. My egg yolk sun heart exploded. You're looking at me and I'm lonely too. May 20th, 2019. All right. Are you depressed yet? Because I sure am. I have not read that poem since I wrote it or like a couple months after I wrote it. And I had no idea how incredibly sad that poem is. Um, I thought when I wrote it, I was kind of like, why is no one like loving this poem as much as I am? And the answer is, is because that was fucking depressing. Um, way to capture a moment in time, Corey. Patting myself on the back. Uh, fun fact, the group of friends that I spoke about in that poem, I am no longer friends with them except for one person. So, wow, how the times have changed. Um, for the better. For me, for sure, for the better. And I hope for the other people, too. Um, 
So, let's unpack that poem Sadness. Uh, I didn't read it, like I just glanced at it before I chose, when I chose it for this, uh, to pair it with a justice card, and I didn't want to read it all the way through, because I wanted to be surprised, and boy was I surprised. Um, I feel like, so I feel like this is a good poem for the justice card, because in, when you're talking about the justice system, like in America, we are expecting it to punish those who have done something wrong and or save people from other people or persons or even corporations, I guess you could say nowadays, that are harming them. So I like this poem for that because it definitely has a save me vibe. I also wanted to mention that I mentioned uh, the fates in this poem, which is a synchronicity, because I talked about the fates in the last uh, episode, too. So, <laughs> another reason that I chose, uh, like this poem for the Justice card, in the Tarot for the Wild Soul, she talks about. Uh, Lindsay Mack talks about that the greatest lesson for Libra is finding their center through anything. And I have um, Libra rising in my in my birth chart. So I, it doesn't really bother me now, but back then I did have a hard time finding center, if you could not tell from that poem. And I feel like that poem really captured that moment in time. And I remember really trying hard to be like, just be how you were when blah. And just feel like you felt when you felt really powerful. But I just, I guess, hadn't done the work to be able to do that. Or hadn't really discovered what my center was. From listening to the poem, I feel like I was relying a lot on other people to show show me what my center is. When that is not something anyone can show you, it's something you have to discover for yourself. I think other people can show you how they have found their center and their balance, but that might look completely different to you and for you. Um, I'm just going to go down my little notes here. Uh, fun fact. <laughs> this is the episode of fun facts. Uh, so I was looking at all of my other tarot decks and in the tarot of sex magic and the wildwood tarot, the justice and the strength card are reversed. And the story behind that is that when... A.E. Waite published the Rider-Waite-Smith deck, he changed it. He put the strength card as, he put the strength card as number eight and the justice as number 11. I guess he thought it fit better uh, more in an astrological sense because strength, it would, eight would make it Leo and uh, justice as the 11 would make it Libra. So that's pretty self-explanatory. Leo the lion is in a lot of strength cards 
and uh, Libra, the scales, is in a lot of the justice uh, depictions. Um, but the they think the original, they think that it the justice was eight, and strength was eleven, because it fit in a more of a numero numerological sense. However, I feel like justice as eleven and strength as eight fits better, because eleven, hello, is two lines. That's balance. Um, if you add. 11 1 and 1 equals 2 like how much more balance can you get than that and then 8 above most of the women in the strength card is the depiction of the infinity sign which I did not know this until I read um, a little bit about it online is also called an Ouroboros which is one of my favorite images but with the snake eating its own tail anyway the infinity sign which is an 8 on its side but this is just what the internet is saying. Um, the site that I'm finding all that information from is called Tarotically Speaking. But you can just do a Google search. I just wanted to give my site, or the site in which I got the information from. Um, it also said that when Alistair Crowley made his Toth tarot deck, he switched it from to the original way so justice being eight and strength being 11. Fun fact number three of the episode I ordered the Toth tarot at the beginning of the month and it is lost in the mail and I feel like it doesn't like me but I'm gonna not think that I'm just I don't know maybe it's on a mystical journey somewhere and it'll get here soon. Anyway Alistair Crowley also I think to the first episode I recorded today, The Hermit, in regards to the Paranormal Investigation series Hellier. Because <laughs> I just cannot help myself and want to get it all in there. Next, in my notes, I have written down the Sword of Power, which came from the Sexual Magic Tarot deck. And they talk about it justice having an air vibe I want to change oh I want to change I was saying energy I'm going to change that to vi vibe or vibration so justice has the vibration of air which is what I thought by looking at the deck and um the ace of swords it makes me think of the ace of swords which is about pulling reality um down out of the air so making something that ha is not physical, physical, which I guess you could do with like old, like with old school US, US system, justice system. Um, the reason I put the trigger warning at the beginning of the episode is because I hate the idea of punishment. And I, it's not so much that I don't think people who have done horrific things should not be put a, put in jail away from society. It's just the idea of punishment and vindication that I hate. Um, there's that TV show called The Vikings, and in one of the later seasons, uh, Floki finds this new land and he takes some people with him, but then like 
there's these two families that just keep killing each other's family members because they one killed one and then the other one needed justice slash vengeance and it just goes on and on and on and even they're just like what the fuck so I hate that vibe that vibration it's just it doesn't feel like you get anywhere in that so I wanted to look at justice without bringing that vibration into the conversation but also having to talk about that vibration to not talk about it all right (laughs) next in the notes I wrote balance what about counterweights um I have this in a parentheses of wildwood tarot so I'm assuming I got this information from reading the little insert in there uh, so for the Wildwood Tarot, there is the person with the deer head. Not the one that I saw in my dream, if you listen to the last episode. His outfit's different. But he has that look of a protector, of a warrior, and in the description of the card for the Wildwood Tarot, uh, it's called the Stag. Oh! And side note, this is actually in the Wildwood Tarot is in the position of the strength card. So it is eight, the stag. But for the purposes of what we're doing, I'm reading it as the 11 card. Uh, so, and I also pulled out all of the strength cards for all my deck just so it would have like that energy because I think these two do kind of go hand in hand and are... You have to have both of them. Um, And I think going back to that little tangent I got on about wanting to punish someone who's done something bad to you, there has to be a certain amount of strength that you have in order not to seek vengeance and seek a different solution. (sighs) Like somebody has to be strong enough to be like, all right, enough is enough. (laughs) But back to the Wildwood Tarot. So in the booklet for the stag card, they talk a lot about the sovereignty of the land and how if you don't treat the land right, uh, bad stuff will happen to you. It's a lot of right and wrong, which I'm also not super duper a fan of because what's right for one person might be wrong for another person, vice versa. I feel like I've talked about this before. Um, They also talk about responsibility, which made me think about the Hawaiian word kuleana, which a lot of people, I think, would describe as like having a sense of responsibility for your community or involving your community. I think I've talked about this before, too, in a previous episode. Um, But the reason it fits so well with this poem is because I learned from one of the people I no longer talk to in which this poem is about what my true sense of kuleana is, which helped me to find my balance. I also wrote, (laughs) finding our balance puts the world into balance. And I think a lot of people would think, how so? How can we 
finding my balance or even finding your flow change the world around you. The only evidence I can offer for that is for you to find your balance and notice how it affects the world and the people around you without saying anything or doing anything. Um, if that idea interests you, check out Noah Lampert's, Lampert's podcast, Synchronicity. Um, he talks a lot about imaginal reality and stuff along that vibration. Okay. I also have in my notes that justice is the causality of spinning the wheel. And I feel like this is true because you decide what the outcome of spinning the wheel is. Is it good? Is it bad? Is it neither? Is it both? So I like, and I also feel like it harkens back to the idea of the Ace of Swords or pulling out an idea or thought form from the air and making it reality. Because as soon as you start talking about what the outcome of spinning the wheel was, it becomes real. Or you give it a little bit more power and solidity. <laughs> Is that even a word? All right, so in my cutie little uh, wizard's tarot from the Wizard of Barge, there is the justice card with an alien being holding their brain and like the veins are popping. And then there's like this mean looking guy with a ball and a chain and spike balls and he's like all scary. I'll post it on Instagram. But at first I was like, Oh, it's like that real, like, hardcore punishment justice vibe. But then the more I looked at it, because I really do love this tarot, and the story behind how he got all the designs was he just kind of channeled each card. Um, so I was kind of looking at it from a place of kindness or softness or sweetness or playfulness um, instead of just dismissing it as being hardcore, right or wrong punishment heavy um and I realized that the scary guy with the spiked ball and the chains is a good representation of your shadow which can be terrifying and which can make a lot of statements that seem like justice or like punishment for being wrong um maybe you could also call him your ego like he's like he's in there he's gonna tear shit up and you're just like oh what or why did I do that or what's happening but I think when you befriend the shadow or you kind of just let it do its thing because it's like once you just let it get it have you ever seen it's always sunny and there's the one character Mac and he has to like talk about all his sweet karate moves that he's never done but he talks about him him doing it and then he has to be like pshaw, 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 and make all his fake little karate chop motions I feel like that's what the shadow or the ego does on some level maybe not all levels because sometimes both of those things can be absolutely terrifying but sometimes you just gotta let it do tell its fucking dumb story about how it did karate moves it never did and let it go through its motions and feel like 
it's a big scary thing but it's really nothing <laughs> and finally I think that the the progression of hermit to wheel of fortune to justice is a great lead up to one of my favorite cards in the tarot the hanged man which we will talk about next episode which just so happens to come out on one of my favorite evenings christmas eve doesn't that sound fantastic um i don't think i said this yet and i wasn't gonna do four cards tonight but i believe i am now but what i realized so far from the first three my little synopsis so far is that the hermit helps you view the spinning of the wheel the outcome of the spinning of the wheel so because you went and took the time and found out what sets you ablaze or lights you up hence the lantern of the hermit when you do the action of spinning the wheel the outcome is whatever you make of it. And that is something you get to decide. Till next time. <laughs> For more musings of perhaps just a crazy woman sitting on her bed in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. Uh, yeah. See you next time. Contemporary Hawaiian poetess. Uh, seriously, if you are listening to this podcast and you love it, thank you so much. That makes me very happy. Go out and be awesome. Sauce! So, I'm back. I just listened to the entire episode. And I realized there's a couple things that I wanted to talk about that I forgot. Because I was paralyzed by sadness. Partially after reading that poem that I wrote. Um, I'm just laughing because I think it's funny that I capture emotions in words, <laughs> mostly for my own purposes. All right. So a couple things that I forgot to speak about is to me, or to many people, the justice card also seems like it talks about karma and if you do something bad something bad's gonna happen to you if you do something good something good will happen to you which is also a lot of the vibe of the description of it in the wildwood tarot um and i i would say that's true to a certain extent but we also have sayings about uh, no good deed goes unpunished that's a total thing. Or I guess there's the idolization of villains or that scene in the movie where a villain walks away from something and blows up and it's totally cool. So those ideas, I suppose, can be skewed a little bit. Um, but I heard on uh, Jesse Reed's podcast, I'm not sure if it's soberish. I think it was soberish where she talked about karma being a way to experience something that you would say 
I would never do that. And then something happens in which you do that thing and you get to see it from the other perspective and you go, oh, yeah. So at the end of my poem, when I talk about the eight to 10 person coconut water, um, yeah, I made fun of someone, a group of people, sharing the same fork for a salad one time. And then I did that. So you could say, or I could say, karma's a bitch. Or I could say, wow, now I know what it's like to be on the other side of that. And it was perfectly normal. And I had not realized what I had done till after the fact. So karma. Seeing situations through different perspectives. So fun. Uh, another little trigger warning area I want to mention beef about justice because I feel like it's important is I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about how if you want justice for a wrongdoing that has been done against you and you feel like the only way you can get that is by having the perpetrator go to jail for the thing they did to you. Um, and, and they don't because sometimes, as we know, or you may not know, the justice system can take a long time to do things or just doesn't make a lot of sense. But if you keep living in that vibration of not having justice until that person is punished, it is like locking the perpetrator in the room with you. Um... And when I heard, I can't remember what podcast it was from, but when I heard them say that, I was like, wow, that's really powerful imagery. Like your pursuit for justice is making you a prisoner and not just a prisoner, but putting you in prison with the person who hurt you. So I guess if you were to look at anything as having a lower vibration or a higher vibration and not, I don't want to label the lower vibration as bad and the higher vibration as good. It's just a spectrum of vibration. But if you were to look at justice on a vibrational scale such as that, I would say that's the lower end of the vibration. And the higher end is maybe you deciding what your definition of justice is. And finally, to end on kind of a fun note, um, I'm not doing the painting poem thing until season one. I was referring to it as season two, but then I remembered that I was being fancy and calling this season season zero and the next season season one. So pairing paintings and poems is not something I'm doing until season one, which does not start until 2022. However, I would like to pair Young Man by the Sea by, I think it's Jean Hippodelite Flandrin. I totally murdered that. But if you Google search Young Man in the Sea, or I'll put it on my Instagram, you can see the painting. Um, It is also called Study. And I feel like it really works well with the vibe of the Justice card. Because you have to know yourself in order to know what is justice for you. So, thanks for hanging in there. Hope you got some cool things to think about. 
and we'll see you next time on the very last episode of season zero of Contemporary Hawaiian Poetess. Keep it coolio. Mm-hmm.